Talk like normal, babe. Be a normal person. When I you're am talking. talking like normal. You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Christian and Annabelle. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is Together, together with, with Nocturne. Nocturne. Welcome to episode 32. I am really excited about this episode. We are here in Moab, Utah, on the first week of our year-long RV trip. Yes. But we have one more Denver episode for you, and this is an awesome one. We recorded an interview before we left with Nicole and Scott Matson of Nocturne Jazz and Supper Club. If you don't know uh, Nocturne, it is the, the premier jazz venue in Denver with fantastic food and drinks as well. If you haven't been there, you definitely need to go to their website, nocturnejazz.com. Make a reservation today, and it'll be a fantastic time, I promise. Yeah, their story is basically what would have been had La La Land had a happy ending. It's really <laughs> awesome. If you do any internet searches on Nocturne, you will find a ton of articles about how awesome it is there. So we're not going to rehash it. But I will say that Denver's jazz scene is much richer and more vibrant because Nocturne exists. On this interview, we talk with Nicole and Scott at the restaurant, at Nocturne. So you're going to hear some background noises because their staff was preparing to open for that evening's dinner service. Right, and we don't talk much about Nocturne, the Jazz and Supper Club, on the interview because we wanted to focus on the success behind the club, which are Nicole and Scott. And they talk about what it was like to give up their comfortable life living in Vail and taking a leap of faith in opening Nocturne to truly become happy and fulfilled. Yeah, they became, they overcame some crazy things like getting half of their funding pulled out from underneath them at the last minute. And yet they still managed to open the club. There were lots of people that told them things like, Jazz is dead. This will never work. How do you guys know what you're doing if you've never opened a restaurant before? Which I'm sure if any of you guys are entrepreneurs out there, you have heard similar, maybe not about jazz, but you've heard similar things said to you about your business endeavors. So it's really inspiring to hear how they reacted to that. And if you are interested in listening to past episodes, you can listen to them on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. Just pull up your favorite podcast app, whatever uh, app you use on whatever device you have, and subscribe to Swept Together. If you happen to be listening with iTunes or through the podcast app, we would really appreciate you leaving us a five-star rating and a review this really helps us get our message out to more awesome people like you. You can find instructions on how to do that at sweptogether.com slash share the love. 
Okay, and now let's go on with our interview with Nicole and Scott Matson from Nocturne Jazz and Supper Club. Well, welcome Nicole and Scott Matson of Nocturne here in Denver, Colorado. Hi um, there. Thank you for for uh, interviewing with us. Um, Nicole, you and I have known each other since 2010. 10 Is that or 11. When we started? Yeah. We started, we were in uh, DU mm -hmm. for our MBA program, um, long before Nocturne was even, uh, you know, in blueprints probably, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we'll soon hear of probably. <laughs> we went to business school together and we've known each other since and we've seen your guys' progress at, at Nocturne and, and that's, you know, we're really excited to interview you guys. Thank you. Not just because of, of Nocturne, there's so many things out there already that, I mean, I, I just did a search on Nocturne and there's so many articles about how great the, the place is, the venue, the food. I mean, I can attest to that myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Thank can you. you, right, babe? Yes. <laughs> um, and so one of the things that we wanted to do is to talk about you guys as in terms of like the, the relationship and what it takes to be a successful couple owning a restaurant together, doing business together, and... Not killing each other. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you so have, far, you're still here. So far, both of you are not dead. The Just, day's young. <laughs> the day is young. Right. The day is, uh, it's, it's still young. We still have some light out. Hopefully by the time this airs, that's still true. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All one piece. Yeah. Uh. But just as a, as a little... A little introduction. Um, Nocturne is a jazz and supper club with live music, great food. Um, every night, Tuesday to Sunday, Saturday, excuse me, Tuesday to Saturday. You have new artists that come into town as well as some resident artists. You have some seasonal menus and some permanent things on the menu. I love the uh, Cubanos. God, I, I hope it's still. the Cubanos. It still stays. We're solid. We're solid. Yeah, it's a hallmark. Yeah. Okay, yeah, please. And then you Which have. Which is amazing because you don't like pickles. There are pickles on Cubanos. There are pickles. Right? There, there are pickles, there are but pickles. I. You're like staunchly anti pickle. Yes. But. And then you have great drinks. I remember <laughs> the last time I was here, I said, this is my mood. And I got a drink, and it was perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> and I don't even really drink. Beautiful. That Beautiful. is impressive. Yeah. I don't Beautiful. think I was here. No, probably not, no. <laughs> um, you guys have won many awards from many different publications here locally. Um, best new restaurant, best new bar, best date idea. I can definitely attest to that because mm -hmm. the last time I took a date here... We ended up getting engaged. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's how we do. That's how we do. Right. So for all you lovers out there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a million reviews on and, and uh, five-star reviews on Yelp and... Same on TripAdvisor, Open Table. Like people can read all about Nocturne and, and the great food and music here. We're here to learn and understand the, the people behind that success. That's you guys, and I'm sure your staff as well. But you're, you're, uh, this is your baby. And so we are here to understand you guys as a wife and husband, team, and business partner. Yeah, so I guess we'll start with a little bit of backstory. Maybe tell us how you guys met and how long you've been married? <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we met at the Orange Julius at the Villa Italia Mall when we were 17 and 15. 17 wow. and 15, yes, Whoa. in high school. <laughs> Went to um, different high schools 
and uh, you went had to different some, high schools. Yeah, yes. different okay. high schools. Had I was hanging friends. out at the mall with my best friend at the time, and uh, high schoolers don't want to do. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. and uh, we kind of ran into Scott and his friend and hung out for the day, and then towards the end of that afternoon, um, Scott asked me for my phone number. Whoa. And I couldn't think of a fake one fast enough, <laughs> and that's why we're still together. <laughs> okay. Now, for the record. For it, the record, okay. It should be known that she didn't like me for our first two or three days. So, because they had to <clears throat> double date due to their age, I was we were kind of accomplices to another romance. Oh. And so we kind of had to go on these dates. You had to. But eventually I just wore her down. Right. And, uh, you took one for the team. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I understand exactly. that. <laughs> Very persistent. So Since we've been together dating for. T- oh my goodness! Since 1996. Years. Wow. 1996. Yeah. So we've known each other more than half of our lives. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're so over, the, over first, the 20. That was the first date. Is 96. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. How long have you guys been married? Since 01. Since mm-hmm. 01. So 16 years in August. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. So now tell us a little bit about Nocturne. You know, how did you first think about opening it up and when did you look at each other and say, I think we should do this? <laughs> tell us a story. <laughs> so I think, I think part of it goes back to the fact that we've been dating for so long. And so when we were first dating, he was a jazz drummer here in town and I was in at DU for undergrad for hospitality, mm-hmm. and um, I would follow him around to some of his gigs and be, you know, the the band girlfriend at the bar while he was playing and see what was going on at the bar and what was going on with the patrons and the service and the bartenders and the service staff and think, you know, we could do this better. Yeah, um, we could make it a little bit more conducive to what jazz is and what it feels like to go out and see live music versus some of the dives that you played in. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So the, the seed kind of was planted there. It was always kind of this joke of like, yeah, one day we're going to open a jazz club. We're right. going to combine our expertise and uh, do this thing. So uh, you guys are like La La Land if it had a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Like, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Spoiler Lala alert. Yet. Yes, yes. Um, for all, all of those out there who are listening, I'm not as handsome as Ryan Gosling. That is so, you know, that is one downside for Nicole is she did not get to marry Ryan Gosling. I'm sorry. And you're a drummer and not a piano player. And I'm a drummer and not a piano player, which gives it's me more... Good which gives drummer, me, though. Yeah, and I yeah, can't yeah, act. More street cred, yeah. And she can't act, no. Right. <laughs> or sing. But, uh, or sing for the <laughs> Um... I think that um, that was way before we even got married, and then um, life just takes you in a variety of different directions, right? So graduated from college and ended up getting a job. uh, I ended up getting a job working at a golf resort in Tampa, Florida, Uh outside of Tampa, Florida, and so we moved down there, and Mm -hmm. I went the route of hospitality. Um, He was going to teach music. It didn't end up working out that way, as life does its thing, and um, he ended up kind of falling into hospitality as well while we were in Florida, and then we decided pretty quick that Florida was not our jam. Not a good fit for us. No. Not a good fit (laughs) for us. It just just, just wasn't a good fit. No. It is, for a lot of people, it just wasn't our thing. Right. I think being raised here 
Colorado's just such a spectacular place. Yeah. Nothing against Florida, uh-huh. um, but uh, it, it was hard being away. It, 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 not so much from home, but being away from Colorado, the mountains, and, you know, right. all those things. Yeah. That's a good the vibe, home base. the mojo, right. the yeah. people. Completely yeah. understand that. <laughs> yeah. So from Florida, um, this would have been 04, I think. We moved to we, Vail. We, we, we moved to Vail, lived in Vail for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, our and got really pretty comfortable in Vail. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had worked my way up from kind of front desk manager jobs all the way to um, being a director of revenue management for one of the nice hotels there. He yeah. was the general manager for the company he was working with, also a hospitality company, and um, you know, paying off all the student loans and the debt and going on vacations and um, wake up when, you know, I wake up one morning and I said I think I'm bored <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was actually kind of what prompted this the, the the, 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 this whole entire thing was ah. well here we are and uh, I don't think we we were feeling very fulfilled almost on a on a social end sure and we had over a few bottles of wine over many nights on the couch we we would always lament the Bieberization of American music, mm. <laughs> and uh, me being the the jazz musician, uh, I was. Um, I think that passion rubbed off on my wife as well. Yeah. And so it kind of happened at this time of us getting kind of fed up with what was happening. I think in music that it kind of crossed over with her wanting to latch onto a new challenge. And I as well. And so we moved back down in 2010. Mm-hmm. Nicole went and got her MBA, which is where you met her. Right. Um, and then I transferred from lodging over into um, the wine industry, wine industry yes, and be- right. became a s- certified ZOM mm-hmm. and uh, just jumped headlong into that. And, uh, and then we started plans for this place mm-hmm. right afterwards. Wow, that's awesome. Th- and then take us through the process you had a couple bottles of wine. <laughs> I mean, that's sure. Key. That's you know, it's, it, you know, now and then, uh-huh. yeah. right? So now you you loosened up. You look at each other and you say, you know, I think we can open up a jazz and supper club. Is that how it worked? And then you go, um, let's do it. I think that it it just became worth pursuing at that point. Mm. We we basically said, okay. We don't know if this is going to work or if it's not going to work, but let's put the wheels in motion to do this. So what are those wheels that need to be put into motion? And for me, it was going back to school. I felt like I had a strong hospitality background, but I needed to broaden my business background if I was going to wear all the hats of entrepreneurship. And he had the taking care of customers, hospitality background, but didn't necessarily have all of the beverage knowledge that you would want if we were going to, you know, incorporate wine and spirits and everything else into it. So um, it was less of like, okay, let's just open the jazz club. And it was more, if we want to pursue opening up the jazz club, these are some of the paths to get there. And these are paths that are going to be useful to us with or without the jazz club. Right. Right. So getting an MBA, it's a good backup plan. It's going to be useful to me with or without a jazz club. Right. Certified sommelier very useful with or without the jazz club. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So it was more of a thing of, I think, reorienting towards what we really wanted to do yeah. versus just kind of 
checking sort off of boxes. Adjusting, yeah, yeah, just sort of adjusting the trajectory. Living that life that everyone says that you ought to live, but yeah. you know. Um, it, I remember it, I even called it the year of positive momentum when mm -hmm. we yep. decided to pack wow. up and move, and I just like put the wheels, you know, put the pattern in motion. And it was hard. I mean, you know, we had a raft. We we would spend. 30 days a year on the river. Yeah. Do a lot of hunting, a lot of skiing. This is um, when you lived in Vail. Yeah. In Vail, yeah. yeah. It, was a hard, I mean, it was hard to walk was, away from Life was, was really good. Um, I, it wasn't like we were leaving behind something bad. It was, yeah. we were successful in careers and um, it, it was a lot of fun, but there was still that, that something there to go and get. And uh, we are sometimes to a fault brutally honest with ourselves yeah and so we faced the fact that we were going to ultimately not be happy in Vail and, and unfulfilled so. from a long-term perspective mm -hmm. exactly there was something else mm -hmm. that you needed to do yeah and this was that something else mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah. and so we had to prepare ourselves for that 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 mountain and so we trained our ourselves in a professional sense I would say um, and then uh, it so happened that the business plan ended up being, I think, her thesis. Is that correct? For your MBA, more or less? Sort of, at least for the entrepreneurship. Because I, yeah, my focus was entrepreneurship right. within the MBA. And so, um, were you in business plan class? Not with you guys. No. no. Okay. So, that business plan class, I did Nocturne as the business plan right. for that class. And uh, I think it I was really. That. I remember that you guys did that, or that you did that kind of the feasibility study of, okay, well, if it can pass the rigor of, you know, 20-something of my MBA peers yeah. picking it apart and hearing my pitch and telling me that it would or wouldn't work, then maybe I could go out into the real world and shop this business plan and see if we could yeah. get some investors. Sure. And it was like, well, this thing actually might work. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh yeah. Because <laughs> that one's like, this thing might actually work. That means you got to do something with it. Might have right. legs. Yeah, I, yeah, it might have legs. And so... Yeah, it uh, starts to become more real instead of just like right. a conversation piece. It does. Right. It does. Yeah. And then, so I guess after you graduated, we started pitching immediately, correct? Mm -hmm. And our first seven or eight pitches all landed. 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 Wow. We were crushing it. Like small. Unbelievable. Uh, small percentages, but we landed them. And we so landed we thought, them. this is fantastic. So like we are on a roll. We're like, man, we got this. We are like overachieving. Like, yeah. we totally got this. <laughs> and the thing about that is the eight or nine folks who said yes initially were all friends and family. Right. And people who knew us. And, yeah. and, and I think knew our work, work ethic and character, but the amount of money that um, we had raised when that was all said and done of that first step was like 20 percent we're like wow there's still a big part of this pie we, sure. we, we have to go out and find and so that's kind of when the adventure began at that point mm -hmm. that's when that's when things kind of got real as as they would stay yeah yeah um so then we started to pitch outside people and started getting no no here's the flaw no f and be stupid i would never Best in the restaurant. Wow. Jazz is dying. You guys are morons. Yeah. Other folks would be like, I love your concept. I love what you're doing for our town. But we can't get behind it. You know, uh, it's just, it's definitely be it's your first thing. Have you ever opened a restaurant before? You know, and like, well, no, we know hospitality, but we don't know restaurants yet, but we'll figure it out, you know? <laughs> um, and so it was, it was a lot of no's and keeping your, your head down and meeting more, more folks and pitching and mm -hmm. pitching and pitching. 
um, we thought we'd had some funding arra- funding um, arranged with the city of Denver. Wow. Um, and so they said, hey, listen, if you can get to 50, we can we think we can supply your other 50. Woman-owned business, you know, it's arts-based. As a loan. As a loan. A loan. As a loan. Right. And so our our new goal became 50. We got to raise half of our capital. We got to do this thing. And so we scratched and, and, and grinded and moved and cranked and we got it. And so we went back to Denver. In the meantime, as we were fundraising, thinking that we had a loan from Denver, we signed our lease here at this space in this old 1920s warehouse that needed a full refurbishment and full build out. Right. So we signed a lease, raised half our money, went to Denver, Denver said, so the thing about that, you, oh. Um, oh, no. we've um, overextended on hospitality loans. Oh. Yeah. So, um, hmm. And so they pulled the rug out from underneath us. And so we had to go. I mean, it, it already felt like a giant mountain that we had climbed and arrived at. And so now the timer was on, and we yeah. were just like, and this was... we had already signed at least. late spring. False summit. Yeah, that was a fall, Yeah, it was a really cruel, mean false summit. <laughs> right. And we they didn't are, think we worst. had enough. <laughs> they are the worst. And we didn't think we had enough left in the tank. But... Yeah. And, and I mean, c- correct me, uh, but our logic was, if we can start the build-out, we're going to put in all the money we have, and we're going to start building this thing. And it's going to be so cool and look so neat that we can come in and walk folks through and pitch the space. And we, we're going to be able to sell this thing. Right. That was my my belief. It's like, this is... If we man. had something tangible to show a potential investor, we thought our chances would improve. Right. And so we proceeded with the general contractor and architectural drawings and just put all of our chips in. We pushed all of our chips in. Even though we, we didn't Even have we all of our... Funding. Wow, <laughs> that was that. That was a big, big risk. It was a giant risk. It was some would say stupid, but um, I think one of the best things that anyone said to us throughout the pitch process was, you know, out of all things, I would never bid against you guys. And I think that's always stuck with us whenever we do get into a hard spot as well. I still wouldn't bid against us. Hmm. And so we started build out, and we kept pitching picked up a couple more partners but <laughs> by december of 14 we were out we of had money. spent all of our money wow we even overextended a little bit and we were short and we thought that we were out and this is painful to be able to talk about <laughs> it's this. like flashbacks it's, it's, it's yeah it was i can post, see the post-traumatic <laughs> you're like so, you're getting uh, anxious <laughs> thinking about yeah this was hard it's it, okay it's okay we're in your restaurant it's real yeah and it's it's first world spoiler problems. alert yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah it worked out yeah it worked out and it's first world problems but at the time you know it, it was like worst month ever because we're like there's doors closing not opening and the place is half built and yeah. it looks really cool and we're we're starting to hire managers I mean we're this thing's going and and then a few yeses came in. It was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> and Christmas we went back yes. to a lot of pe- people who were kind of on the fence. And we said, hey, listen, we're so close on this thing. We're not going to let you down. Join us. Do this thing. We need to sign everyone on the first week of January. And we need to move forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did. We ended up getting a loan also with 
Denver for a smaller amount for our sound system and grand piano. And an SBA loan. And an SBA loan. A okay. chunk of it. For a big chunk. Um, and so all the pieces kind of landed serendipitously or somehow at the very end. Um, and then we were open by March. And then we opened in March. Wow. Yeah, so that, 2015. that was... 2015. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we opened March of 2015. Awesome. So while you were going through this whole process, were, what was your transition like in terms of, were you guys both like full-time with Nocturne from the very beginning? Did you have <laughs> other jobs? How did all of that work? Because I'm, as you guys know, I'm a business owner. I like just put in my notice at my work. By the time this podcast airs, I will Congrats. be full-time in my business. Congrats. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, but it, that's been, you know, four years. I just celebrated yeah. my four years in business um, recently. So that was a long time in the making. What did that look like for you, the transition, once you did your MBA, mm-hmm. while you were going through all these loans and the build out? <laughs> So I have been, I was working full-time, day job, you know, 60, 70 hour a week, management level, director level position um, for Sage Hospitality. I actually just retired from that job this December. So I have been doing both Nocturne and Sage, at least for the first two years or so that we've been open, but then also during that whole pitch phase and trying to do the build out and everything so full-time for me and then Scott was still full-time with Mondo Vino all the way up until Uh, the end of January 15 before we opened so during build out yeah and so all my days off were here yeah before work I was here after work I was here looking at progress making notes and then coming home and communicating those notes to Nicole and yeah and, and then we had to pitch too so I just so we'd come down here and meet on a lunch Right. Um, and uh, we pitch and we, we meet XYZ person and walk them through and show them blueprints and yada, 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 and then kind of try and rally up and head back into work. Yeah. And that right. happened, you know, every week. <laughs> yeah. Every week. We have, uh, t- two or three lunches yeah. uh, uh, a week would be spent here crawling around two by fours and, and a building site. Um, so, yeah, so Nicole, once we were open, was was a rock star frankly so she would you know wake up at six be to work at sage at at eight work from you know eight until five eight until six um and then come down and work here from six until midnight wow and that was six days a week when when we opened and then so i guess five days of those she was pulling a double duty yeah and so um on sunday we would sleep and regather and try and rest and do it all again so we did that for about almost two years yep. actually yeah it was brutal it was brutal but now you guys are both full-time yes yes at nocturne we are amazing. fully unleashed <laughs> right yes and a big difference is it's made it's, yeah. it's, it's night and day uh-huh. it's feel night great. and day yeah is it easier now that you're concentrating fully on on just nocturne or is it now uh, did it open up a Pandora's box of now new things that... Are you bored again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she better not say yes. <laughs> I'm out of here. She no, um, part of the impetus behind quitting when I did was because we were at a, we are at a point that we would like to continue to grow the business. Yeah. So 
to some extent, yes, I'm not bored again at all, but getting to that point that we have more capacity now that we could start to talk about a second concept and yeah. what are we going to pour our efforts into for the next hospitality thing that we want to add yeah. to How Denver. do we scale? So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, kind of and of course, us being who we are, we are, the business plan's already done and sure. it's ready to go. It's just a matter of stepping so, out there a little stay bit. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. But, and another couple bottles yeah. of wine. Exactly. <laughs> the most interesting thing about that actually a, a, a small side note is that when Nicole came on full time we knew like the first month would be a time sort of of transition and kind of getting comfortable and realigning the duties but that the first I would say like four months there was so much back work that had, that had kind of been undone uh-huh. and not critical operational things but just things that we should have been doing <clears throat> on the marketing end on analyzing numbers on, you know, training. dialing in operations, training, leadership, training for our team. It's all these things that had kind of been kind of kept off the, the front burner came on. Yeah. I mean, we were almost more busy during those first four months than we, than we had been before. Right. It was the craziest catching thing. Catching up. Yeah, catching up. And it took us a quarter to kind of get caught up. And now I still don't know if we're... Yeah, I, I still don't know if we're truly caught up or not. Sure, sure. You're always continuously improving, so yeah. yeah. And I don't know if it's ever going to stop. That's the phrase. <laughs> that's what we use. Always getting better. So yeah. yeah. When you guys were in your pitch phase and and getting yeses, but then getting noes, how did you guys feel about that? What was going on at home? What was the conversation like between hmm. the two of you? I think that, you know, you take all the no's and you try to weed out some feedback that is going to make you better for the next time that you mm-hmm. pitch. Uh-huh. And so we ended up making a better like business plan. <laughs> the 20th iteration of the business plan wow. by the time we opened the doors. Yeah. So it was always fine tuning. And I think that 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 was always it is like with every no, we'd come home and we'd say, OK, so they said no because of X, Y, Z. Well, let's t- let's dive back into the business plan and see if we can't tackle that um, that question mark and so it was just a it was kind of good in the sense that it made us dial everything in and get it super tight and our direction that we wanted to head and our mission and vision and what we wanted for it and how we were going to market it and who our target market was those were all things that we had to have to a T yeah. because if you were pitching and you got stumped it was like well, well I'm not going to get stumped ever again yeah it's a weird thing I'm kind of thankful for all the no's now you know it's a good way to look at it at the time I would have reached forward and st- strangled my future self for saying that but <clears throat> it, it, it really kind of is, is this is this crucible it's this it's this um, melting pot of purity of really all these comments if you take them earnestly and, and you're honest with, with yourself you just trim all the crap and all the fat out of the plan yeah um, and, you, and you become razor sharp on what your mission is what are you doing how are you going to go about it whereas I think had we had all of our capital from the start our focus would have been way off it would have been it may not have been successful I don't think so I don't think yeah. so so I think that a long time so as far as at home interpersonally you know I think 
some nodes it's like, okay, whatever, moving on. But other ones, when you think it's going to be a yes, and you've had multiple meetings and vetting on both sides and you're feeling good about it, when, when those no's come in, those are the hard ones. Yeah. And, I, and we have this couch downstairs in our, at our house that we bought when we were first married. Um, and there's a, there's a metal board near it that we basically drew this chart and it was our, our sort of our funding battle plan. And I just remember looking at that and seeing Nicole cry and looking back at that and just like like banging our heads against the wall trying to figure out how we're gonna you know sort this out you know and just so many nights it seemed impossible and, and just us and one night it'd be me saying I just don't think this is gonna happen I just don't see how this can possibly happen wow. and then other nights and then she would say no it's cool we, <laughs> we yeah. got this and then other nights Nicole would say I just I wow I just don't know um, so, so I think there mm-hmm. were there was there's it was hard on both ends on certain nights. Fortunately, there was this, I think, instinctual kick in mm-hmm. when you see someone hurting. You're like, I, it's time for me to be strong right now. Yeah. And vice versa. And I think we had the the intuition as spouses to not groupthink, but to always have one or the other as the anchor. Right. Yeah. Not both want to quit on the same night. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. Lucky yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. And we would never do that. We would never, no. ever both It never be, got to that point. It would never, ever, both of us be in that place. It'd be like, nope, we're going to do this. So, I yeah. remember thinking a lot, and I still do think this, that um, there's an advantage to being married to your business partner. Because if I were to come home and have the same thoughts of doubt and, oh my God, this is going to fail and this, like, I'm doing something wrong. And if I had that conversation with a normal husband that's not my fellow entrepreneur, I have a feeling that that person would probably be like, well, then just quit. Stop doing it. Like, stop doing it. Why are you putting yourself through all of this torment? Whereas if you're in it together, I think... (laughs) that that other person is kind of like no no like let's keep going at this let's do this together we've got this there's always that kind of cheerleader I guess in the background that's like no no we're let's not give up yet yeah Yeah. keep going after it and and um, I feel very fortunate that home life there was always that support for one another yeah and I think the belief in one another is unyielding you know there was never a point where we didn't believe in the other person, mm. even though deep down you didn't believe in yourself at all. Right. But, but, but my faith in Nicole was never wavering. I was like, we got this. I got her on my team. Like, we totally got this. And right. maybe she quite didn't feel that strongly about me. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but I, I was just like, you know what? As long as she's on my team, like, the Madsons got this. We're going to figure out a way. Yeah. It, it doesn't look good right now, but we're going to figure out a way, you know. <laughs> And we did. Yeah, so when one person is, is down low, the other person is helping to pull that one up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. vice versa mm-hmm. at different times yep. uh, during that whole process. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, you said just right, I think. Uh, that, that, was, that, that was the word that was going in my head is, like, the, the cheerleader. Mm-hmm. You, know, you really have to have that kind of person on your corner to cheerlead for you when, mm-hmm. when you need cheerleading. Yeah. And then switch roles yeah totally <laughs> well especially when it's absurd and I mean anyone from the outside 
would be like, why are you doing this to yourself? What yeah. is wrong with you? Just live a happy life and get on about it, right. you know, instead of like... Go get a 95 corporate job. Yeah, totally. You guys are good at that. Yeah, yeah. just like, money. yeah, like it's fine and just live your life. But I think you almost kind of have to have someone who is as, as crazy as you. Mm-hmm. Um, who's, they're like, no, remember we're crazy. Let's, let's do this thing. Right. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is fun. Yeah, this is great. This is great. But, you know. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. So we kind of touched on this a little bit when you were talking about your processes that, um, you know, the different focuses that you guys had when you were preparing for uh, Nocturne and opening it. Um, how do you guys divide your roles um, in the business? And, like, who does what do you both do it. I mean, both doing everything sounds like that would be a terrible idea. But <laughs> it is a terrible idea. <laughs> we, I mean, out of the gates, even business plan wise, we knew who was going to be better at certain things. Yeah. I don't think that we ever anticipated just all of the things, all of the hats that you have to wear as an entrepreneur. And so inevitably when we first opened, because I was at Sage full time during the day, a ton of the things that I thought I was going to be taken care of, I couldn't because I wasn't here to take care of them. And so like then what? that got dumped on Scott, like writing checks to vendors and making sure that your accounts receivable is up to date. And does the invoice match the check that you're putting out? And yeah. did you get your credits from the bottles that you turned back in? And, um, you know, making sure that employees show up on time. And if they don't show up time, are we writing them up correctly? Are we documenting things appropriately? Are we doing new hire paperwork correctly? All of those things that I could kind of catch up on when I got here at like six or seven, but they all kind of had to happen, you know, before you open the doors. And um, yeah, I just, I feel like you got a ton shoved on your plate that you never really Yeah, you learn quick on how to do (laughs) stuff. You know, you learn. Although she was literally here every night. So I learned how to handle things that needed to be handled in the moment. Yeah. Um, so I'm going into this. You know, I was kind of the the creative guy. I did the the design. Uh, You're a musician. On the song, yeah. I you know, did did sound design with some help. The visual space design, the building of the of the beverage list and wine list. And all, all, so, so that that was my creative outset. That's that my strength. And operations I'd done before, so I was okay there. But there's all these things that just land in the gray area and when you're there all alone you just learn how to do stuff and so initially initially it was it wasn't like it was off balance it's just that I had to do a lot of things I didn't know how to do and I kind of learned or I didn't do them because I didn't know how and Nicole did them at 11 at night which was sometimes common Mm -hmm. Uh, payroll payroll I can never do payroll (laughs) yeah anything that involves Excel <laughs> for the most part. You're not the Excel guy. I, I am not the Excel yeah. guy. Leave, um, leave Excel to the, to the MBAs for sure. Yeah, if you want to talk about grower champagne versus house of champagne, I can certainly lay down on that, but I, but I, but I can't. But no uh, V-lookups. Can't, can't no V-lookups. Yeah. No V-lookups with, with this guy here. So now that Nicole is here all the time, we actually sat down and sort of redrew the org chart and, and what, what was interesting is not a lot changed. Mm. There were a few small duties but um, for the most part, I just think those things that weren't 
getting done were now getting done <laughs> that right. she came back in. So, but it also allowed me to get more in a creative and I think her a chance to analyze more numbers and, and sort of make business progress with Nocturne, whereas before we were just kind of treading water. Right. I think at first you you step on each other's toes just a little bit. Like if there was a deadline for some sort of a marketing thing that needed to be done, I would just take it and do it, even though my sense of graphic design and aesthetic and I'm the Excel numbers girl, not the graphic designer. Right. <laughs> so I would just do it because I felt like it needed to get done. And likewise with him, he would just like jump in and do something just because it needed to get done. And it wasn't until much later in the process that we realized, okay, you're good at this and what you produce takes less time and looks better than what I produce in this aspect. And so just kind of dialing that in to mm-hmm. figure out every, you know, the strengths and weaknesses. And yeah. even right. if it's not the most fun jobs, what takes the other person less amount of time to do the less yeah. fun jobs. Yeah. If not just what can is. you do, but what can we each do well yeah. Yeah. Right. and do right. efficiently and, you know, all yeah. those things. So, and jobs where it's like, Hey, this drives me nuts. Do you mind doing this? <laughs> no, not at all. Are you kidding me? Great. Thank you so <laughs> much. And vice versa. Like I have no issue with it. Yeah. Like hand that to me, you know? So I think, you know, there was a lot of that chat when she came yeah. on it made our lives better. You know, yeah. like God, thank God I don't have to do X, Y, Z. So Right. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So is the way that you guys divide tasks in your kind of your personal life and your marriage, does it take on like a similar role to what you do in the business or is it like totally different? I think it's different vibes. I think that all of the nitpicky stuff that probably most couples have at home in terms of like do you do the dishes and I do the laundry and who cleans the bathroom and because this is our baby and we spend so much time here anytime at home it's just (laughs) like I don't care if you have time you do that and if I have time you do that and neither of us blames the other person for the pile of laundry that's in the basement for the last three weeks. <laughs> Not weeks. speaking from Not speaking. obviously. Mom, please don't go home right now. <laughs> don't look at my I'm, basement. I'm really sorry, Mom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think We both know that true. the other person is putting forth the maximum amount of effort in both home and in business. And it's right. like you're by each other's side all day long, so it's not like, well, why did you spend time slacking off and playing that video game when you could have done the dishes like I know he wasn't playing video games he was here doing the wine list and training the staff or setting up the stage so the the little things become way less um, I don't know way less of the instigators of potential marital problems I suppose because you just kind of roll with the punches better I think frankly home time is just rare I mean, two-thirds of our time is here. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds of, of, of every Almost day every is day, yeah. of every day is here. So, I mean, we spend double the time within these doors as we do at our own home. So I think when we go home, it's like, hey, go home, eat a meal at one in the morning, a glass of wine, maybe two, um, go to bed, wake up, and then do it again. So it's, I don't know if we, if we have this full life yeah, maybe check so back with us in back another to, five yeah. years. It's getting better. It's getting better. When we get back from the RV trip. There we go. You know, yeah. let's wrap. It'll be it'll be three years. 
for Nocturne. So <laughs> there yeah. we go. Awesome. We'll see what happens. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. What's been um, two part question? What's what's been your favorite part of being in business together? And then conversely, what's been the most challenging? From from both a professional, you know, being here perspective, mm-hmm. and and from a personal perspective. I think we can each probably answer this, maybe differently. I don't know. On the upside, there's a lot of magic moments. It's not one giant magic moment, but within a workday and um, with within a a lot of hard work, every couple weeks there'll be that moment when the room is full of folks and everyone's so happy and the music's beautiful and it's just this very wonderful, elegant scene that was missing from our city, maybe missing from our country yep. two years ago, and now it's here. And so it's kind of, it's kind of like seeing a child maybe walk for the first time or something, but there are, there are moments that are kind of suspended in time, um, and those are pretty awesome, and those fuel you. So those are my ups. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, that's, exa- I, that's exactly what I was going to say for the highlights. Like, the best part is those magic times when, I, like, there was... Last year, it was our anniversary, we're working on our anniversary, which obviously we do, but um, Tony Monaco is a really great organ player, and he dedicated a song to us because it was our anniversary, and it was just magic because we got to spend that three and a half minutes, or the length of that song, paused, and holding hands and watching this guy perform a song for us in our place, with all these people around, and it's like those little magic moments are why you do it, why you get yeah. up in the morning, because it's awesome. Um, on the professional side, there's magic moments when you think about all the music that we're able to put here and all the musicians that we're able to put to work and all the you know, servers and kitchen and bartenders. And I just like I look back on two years worth of business and how much we've paid out to musicians and to our own employees and I'm like that's money that is going into their economics that wouldn't be there if we didn't exist right and so there's a reward to me for that as well in terms of just knowing what your like what your creation is doing for your community yeah 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 seeing and and an art scene um, respond so well to what we're doing and have musicians come in and be super happy working here and even seeing them go and do recording projects and seeing their careers advance because they've had a chance to come in and do a residency is very rewarding yeah um seeing our staff get better yeah in, in, in this machine get get more more honed and and we're far from there yeah. but it's but it's wonderful seeing this machine get more honed and seeing the team get get Continue good you yeah. And on the dark side, oh boy, Uh, man, it's a restaurant. If it can't happen, it will happen. I think um, the day before New Year's Eve. (laughs) That that was what I was going to point out. We have the same same story. We are, we are so in sync. We'll talk about low points. So it's our it's our first New Year's Eve at Nocturne, which is like we already pre-sold tickets. We know it's going to be gangbusters, like sold out. Henry Butler playing on piano champagne for the toast like we're trying to put forth all of our efforts into getting this thing in motion and so we stayed here late the night before just making sure everything's like all set for the next day get home at like two o'clock in the morning and I'm like I hear water there was about five inches of water in the basement 
because the hot water heater blew up. So <laughs> after like an 18 hour, I mean, it was a brutal day. So we get back in the car to come here to get like the fan and some of the construction equipment that's here. And I think the wet dry vac was here. And so like you come back here, you get all of that stuff. You go back home, you're like trying to do like whatever you can to repair the basement a little bit and like clean up. And of course you can't have a hot shower because you don't have a hot water. <laughs> so you have a cold shower so, in, in December That's 30th. when it sucks so is because there's nobody else to lean on. It's not like well, I have a big day at work tomorrow, so you need to take care of this. Yeah. Or vice versa. There's no opportunity for that. It's just, well, we're both in this shitty situation together. (laughs) Grab a squeegee and get to it. (laughs) Grab a squeegee, buttercup. Let's do it. Uh, So, yeah. So, actually, it was funny. My low, my, 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 my most recent low was also the day before New Year's, but it was this year. Different day before New Year. Different year's. day before New Year's. We, we this do not year. have good luck the day before New Year's. <laughs> we do not have day before New Year's. Good, good luck. This year we will. Uh, but we were here and it was, it's a busy night. It was Friday, December 30th, a busy holiday Friday. Uh-huh. And it's four o'clock, two hours before service, power goes out. Here. Here. Not a good night for it to happen. No. Thank goodness it wasn't the next night. Someone was in the alley filming a music video, and as they filmed this music video, they shot confetti in the air, the wires arced, and it blew the entire block, the entire grid. Oh, no. Also in that, our, our hood fan controller blew up. One of our... Um, uh, it basically caused this power surge caused this that power caused a bunch of our equipment to go down. To go down that night. So we had this horrible night. We had to call people on a holiday try and get folks in here because New Year's Eve is literally our biggest night of the year. Yeah. And so we had to find someone who would be working on a holiday. And uh, I probably called 60 people to try and get someone here and try and solve this this issue. But it was just, it was at the end of a long run of a holiday season and you're just gassed and then this thing happens. And yeah. so that was my thing. I'm like, wow, why am I doing this? <laughs> there are those days where you're yeah. like, oh my goodness. And that one got the better of me. That was so... Because you work so hard on your craft and you work so hard on hospitality and that you have things that are totally out of your control that just throw you sideways, you know. So that was, those are the things that I dislike the most. (laughs) I guess we'll prepare better for the day before New Year's. Exactly, (laughs) exactly, yeah. Hire some extra people. Or something, have it saged. Some security. Prayer candles. I don't know. Something, something. I just don't. Yeah. Hopefully, we have a nice smooth. Station guards in the alley. Yeah, right. Especially when you're planning. Yes, totally. (laughs) Especially when you're planning, you have it so planned. You're so set up, and then something goes wonky. It's fine. It's gonna be great this year. I have a hard time with that too. Christian can attest. Yes. Like the plan, the plan. Yes. Yeah. No such thing as a plan, right? Sometimes the universe doesn't like plans. No, it does not. (laughs) Well, before we wrap up the show today. Um, we want just we want to just acknowledge the two of you for sharing your lives with us today. We we feel very grateful for being able to hear your stories, your ups and downs, <laughs> everything in between. Uh, Nocturne just had its two year anniversary just mm-hmm. this past March, just a month ago, and we know at times it was a struggle, and professionally and, and in your relationship um, with each other and. You two are making it through adversity every day and forging your own path. And that's very inspiring to us because we're doing 
kind of the same thing. You know, we're a couple years behind you guys, and so it's very inspiring to hear true stories of real couples like this. And that's the, the reason why we're we're trying to do this show. Yeah, is awesome. uh, for that kind of thing. So we just want to acknowledge you and, and thank you very much for uh, for being here. Thanks for having um, us on. And, yeah, and uh, talking with us, and for being a great example of a of a couple of shared your have a shared vision together and just are making it work. Um, we're very excited to, to have you guys on the show. Um, every week we do this thing on the show called the sweep up, and it's where we uh, we ask each other, um, you know, what made the other feel loved today, and that could be something external to the relationship, and or, or something within the relationship. And so we want to invite you guys to, to do that with us if you want. And yeah. Sure. Do you start? We'll start. We'll start. We'll start. Okay, you're going to start. Okay. Yes. okay. We'll, we'll, we'll start. We'll start. So you get, get an example. What made you feel loved today? It made me feel loved that even though you had an early appointment this morning, did not force me out of bed to drive you to it even though we only were gonna have one car um, I got an extra 15 minutes in bed and since I'm a night owl that means a lot to me so that made me feel loved what made you feel loved today uh, what made me feel loved was when we were preparing for the show and you took a look at the notes that I you know had written down and the questions that we had asked and you kind of made some adjustments and tweaked tweak some things and I think the show went really well. And a lot of that has to do with you know, your input. That That's made good. me feel loved. Good. What about you guys? What made you feel loved today? <clears throat> Long silence, no. Uh. <laughs> it's okay, sometimes I have long, long silences too and he's like, really, nothing? I'm like, I just... Sure. <laughs> so what made me feel loved today is I went and worked out this morning, which is a nice luxury. And I have we have a lot going on this week with a new website launch and emails and shows sort of on the horizon. And um, knowing that I had all those things due, uh, my wife didn't nag me at all when I went and worked out. And I came back because it, it was a big part out of my day and I came back and she didn't mention one thing about it about my use of that time and I felt very loved and very appreciative about that <laughs> what made you feel loved today Nicole Madsen um, it made me feel loved that we could go have a little sushi lunch together before we came back for this interview because I know we get pressed for time sometimes and we don't always get a chance to sit and have a meal together even though that's really important to me and you still walked down and had sushi with me, and so we had a little lunch date. Yeah. That's awesome. There you go. Great. It's the little things that make us feel loved every day, and we that's why we do the we do the sweep up. That's right. We think it helps us to feel more connected with each other, and a lot of times we don't realize the ways that we show love to each other without even thinking about it, so it's nice to, nice to tell each other. <laughs> I like nice. That. I like that. Very That's nice. Very nice. It is a good practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Nicole and Scott Matson of Nocturne Jazz and Supper Club here in Denver, Colorado. We'll link to your website. We'll put uh, your your address on on uh, the show notes, 
And we're always pimping you out to our Airbnb guests. We're always like, go to this place. Thank it's you. awesome. Well, thank <laughs> you. Uh, thank you. A couple of them have already co- come for their, you know, their, their, uh, their fancy, fancy dinner night. in Denver. <laughs> Denver. So, thank I like you. it. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. It was fun thank being you. on. This is great. Appreciate it. That was a great show. I yeah, that was so good. Guys, wasn't that an amazing interview? That was Nicole and Scott Matson of Nocturne in Denver. It's located at 1330 27th Street in the Rhino Art District in downtown Denver, which is just a super cool area. If you're in Denver, you need to go check out Rhino and have dinner slash drinks slash listen to the sweet tunes at Nocturne. Yes, we both have been there several times and have always enjoyed ourselves every time and it wasn't just for for dinner we've had uh parties there events there um and it is a fantastic time you definitely need to go check them out nocturnejazz.com and you can find show notes from today's episode at sweptogether.com episode 32 and there you'll find links to be able to share us with your friends your family your significant other or business partner and we are everywhere on social media at Swept Together. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on the internet at swepttogether.com. Yeah. <laughs> and um, don't forget to rate us on iTunes so that we can get uh, some more listenership. As we continue our road trip over the next year, we are looking forward to interviewing even more amazing couples like Nicole and Scott who are finding success in both their business and their relationship, which is pretty awesome. And we truly believe that working together can be a great thing for a relationship, as we heard from them. And we hope to continue to show you how to do this yourselves. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And we really appreciate your listening and your encouragement. Yeah, and if you... um, Uh, are interested more about seeing what we're doing instead of just listening you can check us out um, on our instagram we've been posting a ton more pictures there since we started our trip so definitely check us out on instagram facebook or twitter and until next time love you guys cowboy are you gonna start making noises you've been in your hole all freaking day yeah literally 100 percent. and now you're like oh you're recording what i want to be on podcast too sounds don't play with those dishes cowboy